screw water. Water's for four people, you know what I'm saying? I'm drinking water in a LaCroix, so... Yeah, there's there's some water in LaCroix. From what I understand, there's also some, some plastics in there, but, uh... True. Naturally <laughs> essence. It's good for you. It's good for you. I heard it has electrolytes, and that's what plants crave. Mm-hmm. All right, wake up. I'm awake. All right, so we are going to jump on. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Right in the Fields, your favorite podcast that talks about the stuff that was important to you when you were young, and then you cry yourself to sleep at night thinking about all your regrets, and you think, maybe if I just watched that show from when I was eight, things will be better. Um, that's us. That's what we do all the time because the current time is sad. And if we look to the past, we can be happy again. Right with me <laughs> as always is Chelsea redacted. How you doing? I'm doing okay. How are you? I'm wonderful. And I'm your faithful host, Terry Smith. And today we are talking about nineties teen slasher fix. So if you really want to get into it today, we're not going to be sad. We're going to be scary. So, if you want to flashback Ooh. to 1996 to a man named Kevin Williamson. Does anyone know that name? Do you know that name, Chelsea? No. Kevin Williamson wrote the 90s, apparently. Oh, <laughs> Kevin okay. Williamson not only wrote I Know What You Did Last Summer, which is the main thing we're going to be talking about today. He also wrote Scream, Scream 2, I Know What You Did Last Summer 2, I'm pretty sure. The Faculty. Uh, <laughs> he created the like the teen slasher as we know it. Uh, okay. him, you know, him combined with Wes Craven, just, just really tackled the nineties. They live in their best lives. Um, first we're going to start just with like a fact. What was that? I say just like John Hughes in the eighties. Exactly. I didn't know. I'd never heard of Kevin, Kevin Williamson until a few weeks ago. Uh, uh, podcast I listened to, uh, kind of funny in review. They review, uh, like older movies that go through like series and they were dropping some facts. They mentioned Kevin Williamson wrote scream and then they mentioned he, he wrote, I know what you did last summer. So I look him up and he just wrote everything. Uh, <laughs> you're like, ah, yes, very good. Exactly. So when we were talking about doing spooky month, I was like, well, let's do something by him. Like it shouldn't be hard. And I was correct. There, <laughs> half the movies I watched in the last couple of weeks he wrote. So it was pretty easy. I did go with, I know what you did last summer though, because I haven't seen it since I was eight years old. When did you see, I know what you did last summer the first time. The first time I saw it, I was probably 11 or 12, so a little older than you. A more, like, appropriate age, I feel like. <laughs> Is it more appropriate? It's still rated yeah. R. Like. <laughs> yeah, but more appropriate than eight. I suppose. <laughs> so I mentioned to you that I had I had a crazy summer that year. And maybe it was fall. I can't remember. It rains a lot where we're from, so it all blends together in my childhood. But I watched I Know You Did Last Summer. I Know You Did Last Summer too uh halloween h2o which was the 20 years later halloween it was the first time they brought back jamie lee curtis as like a stunt um <laughs> which and, like i actually really like halloween h2o i think it's a really fun film i also watched faculty for the first time that year basically uh how old was i in in when i was or what year was it when i was eight 2000 it was 2001 so 9 11 it was right around there so if they just wanted to really traumatize the shit out of me they just really wanted to get it all out of the way they're like, here's this national event of horror. Why don't you just watch? I know what you did last summer. It's fine. Like, watch a bunch of teams get slashed up. It'll be a good time. You'll forget the the towers. I think it was my parents' goal, or my sisters just thought it was really funny to watch horror movies with their little brother. One of the one of the two. <laughs> That's probably more likely. I mean, and listen, like they're not wrong. Like it was probably really entertaining. <laughs> 
but I'm definitely desensitized because of it. Uh, but I watched all of those. It basically 2001 was my 1998, and I, I watched all those teen slasher movies to catch up on it. And uh, now that's what I do when I can't sleep at night. Like let's watch a bunch of teens get murdered, and then I watch movies. Um, yep. so <laughs> I mean, who doesn't? Like, who has normal coping mechanisms? Exactly. So you saw it for the first time when you were twelve. What year was that? Two thousand and three. Okay. Okay. Right. We're the same age. Darius. It wouldn't be two thousand and three. It would be two thousand and five. It's okay. Matt's hard. Uh. Oh, you're right. You said eight. Okay. Never mind. <laughs> never mind. I'm stupid. Now, now I'm just gonna start asking you dates. Like, okay. Uh, how about when a train leaves Chicago? <laughs> Listen, I went to law school to avoid all things math. <laughs> and then decided to go into a law type of or a, a math type of law. Huh? Uh, so I, I recently visited some of our uh, our former high school teachers uh, when I went up north this summer. And when I mentioned I was in school to be an accountant, they all looked very surprised and it hurt a little bit. Um, because I think they know that I'm not great at math. But I think they forget how little math you need in today's life. Like, you know, we weren't allowed to use calculators in our high school math class. However, I always have a calculator in my pocket, unlike what you thought, Mr. Gibson. So take that. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) That was always the line. All the math teachers always said, like, well, you can't, you're not always going to have a calculator in your pocket. (laughs) Suck it. Not only do I always have a calculator in my pocket, it can do, like, the same things as a graphing calculator. Like, it's not just, like, a regular, like, oh, I can do some basic addition. Like, no, I can do, like, I can find the tangent of that if I need to. I've never needed to find the tangent. I've never needed to use the quadratic formula. And maybe it's because I'm a dumb guy in dumb industries, but I've just never needed it. It's never come into play in my life. A lot of geometry I've never needed. Uh, Finding the circumference of the circle is probably the most advanced thing I've needed to do in my adult life. When it comes to math, I'm like, well, how long will it take me to drive around this circle? Let me do the math real quick. Yeah, exactly. Like, um, let me just whip out ye old iPhone, whatever model. And uh, I mean, I'm sure there's an app for that, too, for all phones, even if it didn't have it on the base calculator that you could just download it if you felt the need. You know what my phone doesn't have that our graphing calculators from high school had? And that's uh, mm-hmm. that's block guy. Okay. Okay. So there you go. Mr. Gibson was right. I don't, I cannot play block guy like I did in your math class for four years straight. Huh. <laughs> Anyways. I mean, sorry, sorry, there's a long gap. You cut up for a second. But. Oh, okay. Uh, block guy. Uh, download it. It's really fun. I know what you did last summer. So it came out in 1997, starring Jennifer Love Hewitt. Freddie Prince Jr., Sarah Michelle Geller, and that guy that everybody forgets from Cruel Intentions. I actually don't yeah. know his name off the top of my Barry head. Is, is Barry is the only Barry in the movie. <laughs> yes, yes, Barry. It's Barry there in the movie. Times, there are times where if you catch him at the right angle, it looks um like Shaggy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, kinda. Uh, I was just distracted by how ripped that guy was throughout most of it and i'm like they're supposed to be like 19 in this film I'm like this is just unfair like i did not look oh, yeah, like that when i was 19 not. they're definitely not you know they who looked look. appropriately ripped for 19 was freddie prince jr 
Like when it shows him in like his fishing outfit, which also completely unrealistic to be a fisherman and be look like that. Um, yeah. Like he would have been more ripped being a fisherman, but like that's what a nineteen-year-old looks like. I just Freddie Prince Jr. can do no wrong in my eyes or in my heart. So. <laughs> I mean, I agree with that. Um, so he married Sarah Michelle Gellar later on in life, right? Did you know that they only share, like, two lines together in this movie? Yeah, they don't have... Because he's, like, not in... That's So when I was... So I rewatched this movie last night because Kyle had never seen it. And I was like, what the hell? Like, <laughs> wow, you know? Because he was asking what we were going to talk about. And I was like, oh, we're going to talk about Slasher, 90 Slasher. And he was like, oh, like, what? And I was like, I, like, I know what you did last summer. And he was like, what's that? And I was like, Jesus What's Christ. that? Like, yeah, not even just like, oh, I've never seen it. Like, what's that? Like, he had never even heard of it. And I said, what's wrong with you? <laughs> so many things. So, so uh, anyway. Barry Cox is played by Ryan Phillippe. Okay. Yeah, you know, you know, Ryan Phillippe. No, I don't. That's what I watched <laughs> yesterday. I watched the credits. I still don't know. Like... I mean, but, like, for all intents and purposes, star-studded cast. Like, when you think back to Scream, Scream had some stunt casting in Courtney Cox and Drew Barrymore, right? But for the most part, it made a lot of those people that were in it. Um, yes. Like, like it blew them up to the to the stage. Whereas in uh, I Know What You Did Last Summer, they casted people that you would know. Like, Freddie Prince Jr. was a rising star. Sarah Michelle Gellar, obviously, from TV with Buffy. But even Jennifer Love Hewitt, she had just did a movie the year before with uh jamie lee curtis uh house arrests uh, do you remember that one yes i do remember that. i, I, I love that movie oh yeah I, I used to watch it on disney after school like every day like they played that movie a lot when i was growing up yeah. um sure. it's it kind of weird but right before that she was in party of five with uh gretchen wieners yeah gretchen wieners. i don't remember <laughs> i don't remember the actress's name but she she goes on to play gretchen wieners and it was good, you know, good casting for sisters because they do look alike. Goodbye. <laughs> you know who caught me off guard, though, as I'm watching this movie was Johnny Galecki, which, you know, Hofstetter from Big Bang Theory. Yeah, yeah I was just going to say the Big Bang Theory guy. Yes. I mean, but I guess at the time he was also getting bigger because he was on Roseanne as the boyfriend. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I forget about Roseanne sometimes. I, I do, too. I, I partly blocked it out when there was all of that shenanigans with her tweeting all that racist yeah. stuff and getting fired from the show. Because I was really excited for the reboot. And I know yeah. that well, they kept well, it going after her, but I never went yeah. back to it. They kept it going, with, and it's just called The Connors now. Smart, smart branding. <laughs> right. I mean, I've, I haven't watched it, like, religiously because that kind of TV is not really, like, something that I... Yeah, I'm not tuned I, into a lot of new sitcoms. Right, like, I just, I don't digest it the same, and it's probably just because of the stage that I'm at in my life. Yeah. Um, but I've watched it, like, when I've been at my aunt's house and that kind of thing, and they do watch it, like, as a family with their kids kind of thing. And um, it's pretty good. I mean, like, it's, it's, I think it's better than problematic Roseanne. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just always really like her, I mean, like, when I think about it, which isn't often anymore, probably, like you said, I probably just blocked it because of, like, it was, like, working class wholesomeness. Yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, that's why I go back and watch the original Roseanne a lot, is that, that and Malcolm in the Middle are the real representations of people like us growing up, whereas when you right. watch a lot of other sitcoms, like, that was the thing, like, I love Friends, that was not my life in the 20s, That was okay? not... No. That, that I cannot relate to anything that happens on this show. Cindy's so like, How I Met Your Mother for us going into our 30s. I'm like, I, nothing about this is relatable to me. 
But I watched Malcolm in the Middle or that, or even that 70s show is another good one. Obviously not our era, but it still feels like growing up, you know, working class. Right, exactly. It feels more, like, believable, like, establishes his job. Okay, we're not here to talk about all that. We're but. not, we're not. But actually, I do, I, I was making a point there. So when it comes to the whole working class thing, that kind of is the impotence for the friend group here. Um, and I know what you did last summer, right? So Freddie Prince Jr. is the poor kid in the group, which is weird when right. you look at him. And that's what, yeah. like, uh, that's what Max, Johnny Galecki's character, keeps pointing out. It's like, oh, you're poor like me, guy. Don't don't pretend you're hanging out with the rich kids. Which, when you pull up to their house, like, they didn't look that rich. Like, <laughs> like, right, exactly. Well, Barry did. But Barry, yes. Thing. Barry was living on an estate and seemed like he owned a gym or something. But everybody else, like, okay, your house is bigger than mine, but you didn't seem loaded. Right, exactly. Like um, they weren't driving maybe, Daddy's Lexus, you know. Maybe comparatively. Yeah. You know yeah. What I mean? like, yeah. They didn't have to go to be them. fishermen. Yeah, exactly. They had a dining guy. room. She just throws in the one line, in, <laughs> and she's like, "Oh, I thought you didn't know your dad." And he's like, "The only thing I knew about him was that he was a fisherman." Yeah, okay, the random exposition of shit like that in this movie is <laughs> outstanding. So, it's top tier. Top tier. <laughs> dad put me in charge of the store. Okay. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah. Honestly, I can remember the first time watching it, and I was like, "It was her sister is definitely involved because she's a fucking bitch." Yeah. Oh yeah. Like that. Like uh, if they wanted me to have sympathy for any of the people they kill, they are incorrect. Uh, like like that fisherman. Yeah. Like, listen, I think he had some legs to to stand on. Okay, there is some ground to cover, and he did it. He's just <laughs> listen. He's just doing what we were all thinking, right? I mean, I like to stare at Michelle Gellar. <laughs> I liked honestly. So as as poorly and strangely acted as some of this some of this movie is, like it's very disjointed. Like some parts of this is is spot on, and some of it is extremely silly. Um, <laughs> like I did like the characters, and I I think it's because yeah. this was the group of people that you wanted to hang out with in high school when when it comes to like the the version of these teens. Because like if you look at Scream, Scream was the kind of weird kids. Even the more popular kids were like the weirder kids, yeah. and that was scream. This one was this is this is the popular yeah. group, right? And For, I mean, basically, yeah. These were the kids that could way. afford Hollister, or their girlfriends could afford to buy them Hollister, and it was it was that kind of thing. So it wasn't exactly as relatable as Scream, as much as like, oh no, I did still know these kids growing up. Yeah, exactly. It's like, yeah, they uh, with the like you said, with the exception of Barry, they all might have had a little bit more money, but they weren't that far removed from being at the same level as everyone else. Exactly. It kind of it kind of reminds me a little bit of like the comparisons people make with like Newsroom in the West Wing. Like Scream yeah. was like the Democratic movie, and this is the Republican one. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, this is the family that, you know, always votes Republican. So, like, even if they're they're middle class, like, they're upper middle class, like, that that's where they were they going with this. Are, exactly. They think they are. <laughs> my, um, other favorite, my other favorite, okay, like, about that comparison okay. is it's, it's, <laughs> it seems like it should be the other way around. Right. Like, if you, if you haven't watched all of newsroom or all of um west wing west wing yeah you're like oh it should definitely be the other one should be the republic and then you watch it you're like oh absolutely not <laughs> <laughs> the only person who so everybody acts like a republican on west wing except for the president who's very clearly a democratic pre president like right. like all of his scenes are like yelling at people about the bible and stuff i'm like i don't think this guy knows his party very well 
Um, right. uh, <laughs> but, right. but right. back to I Know What You Did Last Summer. Yeah, sorry. Uh, no, listen, this is why people tune in, right? You're listening to two people with ADHD talk about nostalgic things. We're going to lose a train of thought or two. Exactly. Or all of them. Listen, like, go back to our infamous Pollyanna rant, okay? Like, there's there's nothing about staying on track here. But back to I Know What You Did Last Summer. So Kevin Williamson actually tried to sell this script before he sold Scream, but nobody wanted it. Uh, like, like everyone was like, okay, it's really? a slasher based on a book, which, by the way, this is based on a book, but in the book, nobody gets murdered. Um, <laughs> so it's more of, like, a mystery. Oh. yeah um but then so like he got the rights they were able to sell the script after scream because they were like anything you've written and he trust me he was like listen i've written some shit and they bought all of it <laughs> <laughs> i know what you did last summer faculty all went into production like right after uh, like the hit that was scream they're like let's just get it like anything he's written let's put it on tv right now um so i know what you did last Pretty summer like i said bad. what's that said it couldn't possibly be bad how could it be bad it couldn't be bad and that was the thing like a lot of people look at i know what you did last summer as kind of a flop in comparison to scream uh but it spawned you know like six sequels you know and now well, it's getting amazon a reboot has, so yeah so amazon has the reboot and they just showed the trailer um at new york comic-con or whatever like a new trailer for it and i so what i had found out when i was watching it because of course i was interested um is that they didn't tell like the people who are in the show do not know who the killer is (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome and it's not an easy one to follow like when i found out it was based on a book it made a lot of sense because this has a book like twist in it spoilers for i know what you did last summer from 1996 um but uh oh sorry 1997 my apologies um it really comes out of nowhere because the entire time they're investigating the person they did hit with the car if you don't know anything about i know what you did last summer a bunch of pretty teens get fucked up on prom night basically it's not prom night i think it's fourth of july or whatever so it's better it's better yeah sure it's better yeah it's framed around a a beauty pageant for the town their fourth of july beauty pageant you know those famous fourth of july fisherman town beauty pageants um it's based around that yes yes quite quite. (laughs) you know as one does and you know they're fucked up they accidentally hit a guy who's standing in the road they freak out they throw the body in the river instead of calling the cops or doing anything he turns out he's still kind of alive so they drown him um by punching and putting a tiara on him and then a year later, all of their lives have gone to shit because they killed somebody. And apparently it's hard to cope with that. And yeah, yeah you think about the implications, you know? Um, and then they, uh, a year later, they find out, oh, someone knows they're torturing them. They're cutting their hair in their sleep, uh, threatening to murder them, but then murdering just people who are next to them who are completely innocent for no reason, except for we need to get the murder ball rolling and get him right, a hook. So... They murder the one innocent guy in that town. Uh, you, you know, like killers do. Yeah, naturally. And, you know, shenanigans ensue from there. But the the movie keeps doing the thing that Scream did, right? It's probably the boyfriend. It's probably um, this person who we, we think we hit. Yeah, yeah, the other poor kid. The, the other kid that... Um, uh, that accidentally killed somebody else on the same highway. It's probably him. His sister's hot and is Anne Hache for some reason. I don't know. She has a really weird southern accent, even though they're supposed to be in Louisiana, it seems. Maybe New England. You can't oh, tell. Carolina. Is it North Carolina? From, yeah, so her license plate is North Carolina license Okay, plate. so they're really just mixing and matching here with a lot of stuff. Yeah. 
Yes. <laughs> she hangs that turkey upside down to drain at one point, but then says she got the insurance yes, payout. That was very Louisiana. Yeah, and I was like, listen, if you got yeah. the insurance payout, you could go to like Boston Market, okay? Like you can get, you can get some chicken. Uh, but anyways, <laughs> um, <laughs> but they tried to kind of copy that scream mentality where it's like, uh, everybody could be the killer. And then it turns about the real twist is that, no, it's no one you've ever heard of. It's the guy that you hit with the car, which was very obvious because he didn't die the other 15 times you hit him with the car. So why would he die by throwing him in the water? He's the right, supernatural killer. Exactly. It made more sense yeah. in the book a little bit because in the book, nobody dies just the guy they yeah, hit so, so so i can remember the first time watching it and even honestly just watching it again with kyle like they it it's it seems forced that any of the four main characters needed to die right like <laughs> a little bit trying to torment them i mean like the side characters yeah he's doing it to like scare them and mess with them and whatever that like is classic slasher like psychosomatic type thing you know sure. like oh let's kill the guys that they know that they think it is to show them that it's not them like, there's no other way that we can prove it's not them Ha-ha. but i was like you know she like sarah michelle geller really didn't have to die she could have made it to the thing and like ended up in a psych ward or something you know what i mean like nobody believes her forever and she's had all these traumatizing experiences but instead no dead just it dead seems really out of, of place right when they show how well she survived through that entire chase scene like, she's doing everything she can right, and she's getting away because he's walking, not running for some reason. Like, right, he walks up it. those stairs above their shop um, like a Resident Evil character opens up a door on the PS1. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you're running away from the zombies. Nope. Now I need to walk very slowly down these stairs and have two opening animations for this door. That's what he does in that scene. And I'm like, okay, so she's going to get away. And then, no, her kryptonite was tires. Yeah. What out. is that shop, by the way? Like, what is it? Why are there four hundred tires in the in the alleyway? They sell prom dresses, perfume, and fishing equipment. Yeah, I just just <laughs> and they have like this not up to code. Like, listen, I know it was supposed to be the nineties. There were still codes. There's still codes. Fifties, <laughs> like where there are none. That's being enforced. You know what I'm saying? Like, what yeah, the hell? I did not understand what the dumb waiter thing was that she was pulling herself up on. I'm well, sure like, that's like a New England thing that I just don't know. But well, it's like for pallets. It's like to move stuff up so that you don't have to like bigger things like furniture and stuff so that you could store it up there. Right or fishing slickers. Right or just a ton of fishing slickers and mannequins. That was the most real thing for me. I remember when I got fitted for my tux for prom and they had all of those fishing slickers just right there. Like it was like, listen, you can go to prom or you can get on the boat, son. Like it was one of the right. two. Uh, so that that part really resonated with me. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, other than like those things, this did seem like a more realistic friend group than Scream for me. Uh, yes. like Scream was like, okay, these kids are all weird, but some of them are kind of popular. Like, why are they hanging out? This group made sense why they were hanging out. And they, the, the way that she kind of like laughs off the misogyny of the group up front. And I'm like, yeah, I know those kids. Like, yeah, uh, exactly. I definitely would throw stuff at them at the football game. So that, that all made sense to me. Uh, the thing that didn't make sense though, was the rest of the town's reaction to literally anything. So they, they yeah. mentioned the yeah okay yeah exactly so Anne Heche you know because she's also in this movie for some reason mentions that everybody everybody in the town blamed her little brother for hitting that little girl on the highway 
You know, you know the, all those times those little girls were hit on the highway in our hometown and we just forgot about them? It's, first of all, it's his fiance, And they blame him like he wanted to drive the car. <laughs> like he drowns. So I'm like, she's locked in the car and drowns. So I'm like, does she stay in the car? He gets out of the car. Like, what? what's happening? What's the never, situation there? And why doesn't anyone it. remember it? If, they, if the whole town blamed him, why do these kids not know who the fuck they are? exactly like like, what is happening i'm just confused and people are popping up dead or going missing and everyone in the town's like nah couldn't be them even though they talk about the town like there's only four people if one out of four people went missing in our hometown people would be like the fuck's going on yeah exactly like i mean especially because it's led to be like oh it's a small quaint fishing village i'm like he literally calls it that like he says he's like Freddie Prince Jr. talks about the town like he knows he's a character in a movie. He's like, yeah, you know, like, there's only a few, like, fisherman slickers around here in our quaint little fisherman town. We're like, yeah. yeah. The mocking is so funny. (laughs) (laughs) Like, did you you know? Did you know that you're in this movie? And he's like, he knows all the future characters. Like, he, he did all the same sleuthing that she did, even though she has the hacking ability from the 90s. You saw the way she was typing instead of using the mouse on that laptop. Yeah standing up but somehow fisherman guy who's super poor um he he did all the same sleuthing he knows about um the the kid who potentially died who maybe was the killer he's been sleeping with his sister for some reason um also looks straight up texas chainsaw massacre house oh and she did like right thank you that's exactly what i thought with the whole southern accent and stuff i was like okay so we just stumbled into a different movie and freddie prince jr has read the script for both because like that character like he knew what was up of course they thought he was the killer his his boat was named the billy blue what the fuck exactly exactly like how did you think and then she just runs into the random listen i have a lot of thoughts and feelings about about slasher movies and horror movies in general being so predictable and, and like dumb like and also, they make it they make it seem like he's super poor, right? That's the whole thing. He's the poor friend of the group. Can't be that poor. He owns his own fishing boat. Well, then it was gonna think, is it his boat or do they just lease it? Like <laughs> in the first pass, it? it wasn't, but they realized for the ending, right? They need him to be able to chase, so he had to have the Billy Blue. They had to have that twist where like he's known all along. <laughs> Always has been. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, but as, as a whole, it was just a little ridiculous. Uh, it definitely isn't as tight of a script as something like Scream, which I still think is like a solid film. And even Scream 2, yeah. I think, is still really fun. I know what you did last summer. It's just a little bit more hokey. And I know it's trying to be. It's trying to be that older style flasher. Uh, slasher, not flasher. Um, with that 90s teen element like thrown on top of it. And it is based right. off a of book, so they just like they took the book, tossed in murders, put some pretty teens in there, and you know, called it good. You got some soup going, but uh, I don't think it's good soup. I think it is good soup. <laughs> We're still talking about it. <laughs> you're, you're right. You're right. It's not bad soup. I just I don't know if it's good soup. I think it's medium soup. Um, it's like those medium seltzers. You know, you ever seen those? It's hard. It's hard seltzer. Or a hard cider, but then it says light on the side because it's got, like, lower calories. So, if you right. do the math, that's like a medium cider. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's not hard to figure out. Listen, I did Hooked on Phonics, okay? You can't trick me, Walmart. I know what you're doing. This isn't White Claw. 
anyways sorry no, uh, I feel you. no you're fine i understand <laughs> i understand exactly like where that where that comes from like, the red oh, bull okay. the red bull's kicking in oh, real hard um <laughs> so while i know what you did last summer might not be good soup to me i loved almost all of kevin williamson's other stuff and i did still like i know what you did last summer it was still fun i it, it moves at a really good pace and the murders are fun if not hokey like he picks up all the murder weapon like incidentally at the beginning of the film and just keeps it he goes you know what this works this works well, for I me i think it's funny too because they're talk they talk about on the beach or whatever the old and i can remember like being younger and saying the same sort of like urban myth ghost story like no and they killed him with a hook and there was a scratching sound and uh sarah michelle gallery's like no he gets the drip 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 from being decapitated or you know whatever his throat slash and i was like yes i've heard variations of all of those as i feel like i don't know if it's still common now but like a lot of people at the same age had heard the same urban i feel you know, like i i know a hundred people including myself that had that exact night right like it's like oh you're like yeah. everyone's fucking for the first time somebody just won an award we're on the beach we're telling ghost stories all of that was super relatable and that was the teen stuff for me that worked really well what didn't work was anything else that they tried to throw in there to make the characters interesting. Like when she goes back and she's looking at pictures of her dad randomly, I'm like, what is this? What is the part that I'm supposed to yeah, be exactly. getting from this scene? This is the same as Sarah Michelle, like Helen, Sarah Michelle Geller's character's dad just not talking to her. Like, just like, is it because he's drinking? Because he's watching baseball? Does he like, not he like her? Baseball. What was the point of that? Right, like, there's nothing else about it. Like, just Was it left just to show that he's comatose, and that's why someone was able to sneak into his home and cut his daughter's hair? Yeah, and also why his other daughter, who's a bitch, is, is running the shop? Like, I don't know what's happening. Here. The thing about the killer that doesn't make sense to me is, if you've ever been on a fishing boat, met a fisherman, anyone who does anything like that for a living, those people are no nonsense. They're not sneaking around, writing shit on mirrors and cutting people's hair. Those kids would have been dead the next week because he had to get back to Torin, okay? He had fish to catch. Exactly, like, fishing gonna catch themselves. Exactly, you know? listen, he's got bills to pay, okay? He owns the Sweet Susie, by the way, which they could have at all seeded before that, as they pull away on that boat, and it's like, that's the Sweet Susie. I'm like, okay, yeah, that's exactly. a little on the nose, but okay. <laughs> the, Billy Boo, the Billy Blue and the Sweet Susie, okay, these are what we're naming our boats. You know what I named my boat when I had, it was just the boat. I, it was my rowboat, that's what it's called. <laughs> I'm just the boat. It was the boat. Uh, <laughs> Kyle, so Kyle's big dream is to own is to own a boat and a house on a lake, and he wants to name the boat "Suck My Wake." Wow, wow! This is <laughs> this is the man that you the wagon that you have hitched to. Um, yeah, that's what he and he said, "Isn't that funny?" I said, "It's not not funny." But like, <laughs> it's not as funny as you think it is. I it can believe, really like nice. hearing that, I can believe he never saw. I know what you did last summer. Yeah, exactly. Two on the nose. No, it needs to be the Billy Blue. Listen, because he's known all along. Um, <laughs> so so I'm not trust him, who hasn't killed me, and instead run into this random fisherman's cabin that tells me I'll help you. Like, <laughs> also, they kept showing people wearing full like fisherman slickers, like in like the parade in the stuff of, in July, July fourth. Like it's a hundred degrees. They're in North Carolina, you said, right? It's a hundred and ten degrees. No one's yeah. wearing that. Honestly, when it's raining, they're not wearing that shit. It's hot. Unless maybe, 
Unless maybe it's like, you know, winter and they're out fishing and they're on the water. Exactly. But the outfit that, the only outfit that made any sense for this entire film was Freddie Prince Jr.'s when he's got like it, like the over, like the coveralls like around his waist. He's wearing the tank top. Yes. And he's like moving crates. That made sense. And then Jennifer Love Hewitt's, um, I haven't washed my hair in three days thing when it flash forwards a year. Yes. And she's, yes. like, supposed to look grungy, like she hasn't left her room. And they keep talking about oh, her yes. like she's not hot. Like, they're like, oh, you know, the, like, the weird pasty girl. It's like, no, no, she needs to shower, she's but she's fine. <laughs> exactly. Like, her hair's a bit oily, sure, but, like, no one's going, oh, gross, that girl. Like, she's fine, okay? <laughs> exactly. Like, she's got the money. She didn't get kicked out of school. She had to go to some summer classes. Everything is okay. Like, quit making yes. it seem like her life has been ruined by this murder, okay? You yeah. can't, you she's like, fine. She's still a pretty oh, white girl. Right. She'll be okay. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Anyways. Anyways. So, I, I enjoyed it for what it was. It was a good movie to watch in the parking lot of my kid's school while, while I was waiting for their doors to open up so I could drop them off this morning. Um yeah. <laughs> weird thing to watch in the morning but you know you gotta it do what you gotta do i wanted to watch it last night but my wife instead uh put on till death starring megan fox okay uh I, I wouldn't call that a slasher movie but it's definitely in the horror slash thriller genre yeah not a good film but after the entirely terrible first act it picks up i i ended up watching it it's it was kind of home alone meets gerald's game a little bit so not not okay. a bad film and she's good like she's gerald's a good actress game. you did not like gerald's no. game it makes me like very uncomfortable like claustrophobic feeling oh like, i mean I accurate i'm pretty sure that's what stephen king know. wants to invoke in you right right but i don't like i don't like that i don't try to watch stuff like <laughs> i don't i'm not I don't try to fuck around with it did you watch yeah, the no, movie or did you read the book I, so I had um, watched the movie. I've never read the book because once I watched the movie, I was like, "This is not for me." <laughs> another another good reference to uh, is it Carla Gugino? Yeah, Carla yes. Gugino. Yeah, she was dope yeah. in that. I really liked the movie adaptation. I liked the book a lot too. Well, I guess it's not technically like a like novella, short story, um, but I really liked that version of it. And I don't I don't mess around with handcuffs. Very milk toast. That's not for me. <laughs> and it's partly because of things like Gerald's Game. We're like, you don't know what's gonna happen. Like, I yeah, can I mean, have a heart attack can... at any minute. Don't be putting handcuffs on us, okay? Well, you can buy handcuffs that you can release yourself. For that Listen, no, nothing, no, okay? I've seen too many things. Accidents happen, okay? Okay, that's not <laughs> where you want to fuck around. No food in my bed, no handcuffs in my bed, okay? Like, not not about it. That's how you get infections, you know? You ever heard oh, of yeah. yeast? It's not good. And ants. And ants. That's how you get ants. And if you don't think that's I how you get ants, you're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. <laughs> 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 so let's talk about some other 90s slasher team films. So I talked about my my incredible summer of 2001. Um, yeah. Some of the other notable ones, like I Know What You Did Last Summer, is I Still Know What You Did Last Summer. Fucking great name. Yeah. Completely incorrect, though, right? I mean, no, it's the same company. No, but company. but you don't understand. It's not. I, it wouldn't be I Still Know What You Did Last Summer. It'd be I Still Know What You Did Two Summers Ago. Oh, yeah, yes, correct. Like, you just, like, listen, like, you, it could be called I, I Know What You Did Last Summer too, because it's a different summer, right? Like, I know the shit that oh, happened, yeah. but it can't I be I Still Know What You Did Last Summer, because it's a different summer. If they, if it came out, like, five minutes after the first one, right? 
but they didn't. They flash forward another year. She's in college. She's doing well. She's showering, calling people on the phone. You know how you always talk on the cell phone when you're in the shower? You know, like that. Uh, yeah, I still that's... know what you did last summer. doesn't make sense. <laughs> no, but Brandy's in it, and I love Brandy. So. Yeah. <laughs> Who doesn't love Again, the 90s gems, Brandy, okay? We got to do an entire entire episode on that because I don't know if people know that reference anymore. Know who Brandy is? Yeah. I mean, how can you not? I feel like you must be able to. But think of, like, what has she done lately? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to look it up. She got murdered and I still know what you did last summer. <laughs> she... Uh, Cinderella she, is the last yeah, thing I think a, maybe. She's in the Cinderella movie that is fantastic. That was the last she time was, I remember. She was on Brandy and Ray J, a family business. Oh God, how did I forget about? How did I forget about <laughs> Ray J? Oh God, that's what happened to her. <laughs> Kim Kardashian <laughs> West is what happened to her. Okay. She served as a judge in the first season of America's Got Talent. She was what? in the eleventh season of Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> this is what happened. I don't watch reality TV. Yeah. That's why I lose track of people. In 2020, she released an album, B7. What? Yeah. What? All right. Two iTunes, I go. Exactly. Like, let me just real quick listen to B7. Come back. <laughs> yeah, we'll come. Let's break for B7. Um, her, you know what her nickname is? The Vocal Bible from industry peers and critics. Wow. Okay. So, is it because she's the New Testament? Like, what? Is, like, uh... I don't know. I do not know. Uh, but that is the facts I have about Brandy right now. All right. That was our Brandy minute. Now let's talk about the other <laughs> movies other than I still know what you did last summer. We should do a Brandy minute every, uh, every week and just check in see how Love she's Brandy. doing. I th- you listen, like there, there are worse people we could cover, yep. so I'm down for it, but we're never going to do I a mean, Ray J minute. I can't do I that. I was going to say, as long as we never talk about Ray J. Can again. we just never talk about Ray J again? I'd be really okay. I'm still scarred by some of the things I've seen. <laughs> Um, the faculty, which I think you mentioned. So the faculty uh, was another one Kevin Williamson did, and it was not as big of a hit as Scream, right? In fact, it was kind of a flop. I love the faculty. The faculty is one of my favorite horror movies, if not just one of my top 10 films of all time. I don't know why. I just love it. It's directed by Robert Rodriguez, which is also a plus. And it makes a lot of sense when you think of like the body horror stuff. Yes. And I love it because I loved Josh Hartnett in the 90s. Who I, what do you mean in the 90s? You, I still love Josh Hartnett. That man can get it. And 40, 40 days, get it. 40 nights. Um, that one weird, uh, Penny Dreadful, you know, Werewolf on Penny Dreadful. Yes. Love him. You ever seen also, Boon Raku? Uh, no, I have not seen Boon Raku. Boon Raku, awesome uh, martial arts movie from the late 2000s. Wow. With him and Woody Harrelson, and a weird, random Spider-Man origin story within it. Nice. Yeah, I don't know why, okay. but anyways, watch Boon Raku. It's not a good film, but it's a fun film. It's not a good film. No. <laughs> Have I ever talked about a good film on this show? I don't know. Elijah Wood's in it too, though. So Elijah, the, the one of the first things I saw Elijah Wood in because he was in a lot of like you know as a kid actor, but I didn't see those movies until I got older. Like I, I never actually saw Free Willy or whichever one he was in. Was it Flipper? Flipper. It was I one of those know. two, right? Yeah, like it's I, some sort of animal. 
But, like, I had a strict no aquatic animal movie uh, policy growing up as a child. I just didn't like them. Yeah. So whenever my, like, listen, family movie time, Halloween H2O, I know what you did last summer, I'm in. You put on Free Willy, I'm out. Okay, that's not, <laughs> not for eight-year-old Terry, okay? I'm not fucking around with no giant mammals. You, you shouldn't be either. I mean, if there, I never got, like, the appeal. And I was, like, an animal kid. I just never, like, the Free Willies just, I just never got it. Never <laughs> I just want you to know that also Usher is in the faculty. <laughs> <laughs> I know, he is. He's it's so good. You also had, um, oh, I, I forget the name of the actress, uh, but she was uh, Jean Grey in the X-Men movies. I haven't seen many of the X-Men movies, I'll be honest with you. The older ones that from the 2000s? No, I haven't seen many of them. Oh, okay. Um, I call her hot teacher number one from uh, from faculty. But that entire okay. script is, is a lot of fun. I think it really suffered because it was kind of billed as another 90s slasher teen flick. But it really wasn't that. Like, it kind of is because you have that, the, you know, the teens, you know, killing teens and shit. But it was more, it was an yeah. alien horror movie. You know, an yeah, alien I, crash lands yeah. and starts infecting different people in the school, and it's this horrible worm. And the drug dealer is the hero because if you inject yourself with some really, really heavy drugs for a you know in high school, like he's got like heroin and shit. But if you inject yourself with that, turns out the aliens don't like it, and that's how you kill them. Turns out, uh, turns out I I love like invasion of the body snatchers style things also. So it was just exactly it's a lot like that, which also kind of had its its uh you know hands in like uh, disturbing behavior, which was right around the same time. Yeah, alien kind of exactly, and that one was I guess that one was more like uh uh the, like Stepford Wives kind of thing. Like there's uh some brainwashing culty stuff going on, but I I liked Dude. a lot of those movies. Urban Legend was was another one that I wasn't a big fan of, but I saw right around that time. Idle Hands was in 1999. For some reason, I thought that came out later. I I really like that one. Devin Sawa, another you know like gemstone cornerstone to our childhood. Yes, I um enjoyed the craft. I don't know. We haven't talked about it yet. I don't oh, think. the craft. Okay, so like. The, the craft Catholic was always billed as a horror movie, but was not scary. Nothing really happens to those girls, even though they're calling upon dark forces. I mean, it's got some, like, suspense. Yeah, and the imagery can get kind of scary, right? It's, like, supernatural, yeah. I guess it's really not a slasher, though. You might be right. But, I mean, I'll, same again, same thing like I was saying with the faculty. It was billed as one of those, but that's not quite what happened. That also came no. out right before Scream, too, didn't it? So it was, like, right, like 1995, 1996, so. It was 96. Yeah, yeah so it probably had a uh, uh, little less of those flavors thrown in because every movie having teens in it later on was like, what if we did it like Scream? Like, oh, murders? Like, right. nah, just like Scream, you know. Uh, exactly. Just put Courtney Cox in the background. Maybe maybe um, an Arquette or two. I will say that uh, Scream 2, I thought, didn't fall flat either. I don't know if it was still in the 90s or not. Yeah, yeah, definitely was. But... Scream 2 hits. I, I really like Scream 2. I didn't think I would. I watched it for the first time uh, two months ago. I had never actually seen okay. it before. Uh, I hadn't seen any of the other Screams. <laughs> Uh, my touchstone for the later screams were just scary movie references. I had only seen scary uh, Scream One, and so I'm watching Scream Two, and I'm like, "Is that? 
Um, Jada Pinkett Smith? Like, what the it fuck? Is, like, what's what's is. going on? Timothy Oliphant? Like... Yeah, like, they got all these people. Plus, when, like, they brought back, um, uh, Sabretooth. I can't think of his name. Uh, the, the guy they thought was the killer in the first movie. Are you asking for the actor's name? Yeah, but you, but you know who the, the character I'm talking about. Yes, I, I know who you're talking about, but I don't, I... Scream I love because of the meta context, right? Like, oh, it's a sequel. Things got to be bigger. They got to be better. Like, I loved all of that stuff and bringing back the little characters. They do that a little bit with, um, uh, I know what you did last summer as well. Like, they mess around with the mythology of it. Almost in a Fast and Furious type thing where, okay, we were reaching fantasy or Russian novel levels of interwoven characters, that get mentioned in chapter one and come back in chapter nine or even book two. Um, they don't need to. They don't need to at all. Like, it doesn't matter, but it is kind of fun as you watch these. Kind of like uh, when you go back and watch the Friday the 13th series. Have you watched any of those? I have. I have watched um, a lot of those. That actually. one I've always really liked more than something like Halloween, even though I think Halloween is a better first film than Friday Halloween's the 13th. A better first film. I, I, I like Friday the 13th, but I, I think that, that gets uh, better when it gets hokier. But I really liked what it does where, like, it brings back, like, Tommy Jarvis. And they mentioned the other camp counselors you saw got killed. And the right. mom has a bigger mythology. Lore. Yeah, I yeah. You start doing that lore, better. right? Um, I know. I don't know if you would count this, but Final Destination is a 90s movie. Oh, correct? definitely. How could I forget about Final Destination? Another Devin Sawa. Um, so it's 2000. Okay. The first one came out in 2000? Really? The first one came out yeah i just googled because i was like i know it's right around the same but it's the same sort of um yeah for sure i didn't and i still i think final destination is still great like i go back and watch those they really hold up nothing can make you like scared of like random falling glass like <laughs> like final destination driving, driving behind a truck no i will i won't do a, a truck carrying truck. logs Mm-mm, i pull over <laughs> or a sauna bed like so <laughs> no i won't do it it's it's partly why it took me so long to ever uh get on a plane was because of final destination i'm like mm, mm, mm. i've seen the premonition okay this isn't happening <laughs> i was there okay i was there when the ancient texts were written <laughs> well, the, the genius of final made. destination uh especially after the first one is it makes you scared of the thing that didn't happen which i thought was just genius right like you were supposed to die and now you're gonna die in some other fucked up way because you didn't die the right way i thought that was a really good turn and it was the first time i think that it reinvented the genre since scream which is another reason why yeah. i think the final destination did so well but it's kind of a hokey premise, right? Like it never, it at the same time of it, like being really fresh, you can only do that so many times because the entire movie is just how will they die? Yeah, exactly. It's just, I mean, you know that every, so it like takes away some aspect of, are they going to die or are they not? But then it's just, you're constantly, so like you would think the edge is gone, but then you're still constantly on edge of how are they going to die though? <laughs> exactly. I marathon one through four and I think there's only four of them, right? The final final destination oh, I, have, I have no idea how many there are their titles are kind of like fast and furious so it's hard to keep track of which one um but uh, just to note just to bring back full nostalgia for you um the last final destination that I, at least i saw it was like the one that like wrapped up the entire thing was actually a prequel and it starred the kid from uh from the disney channel original movies he was in all of them luck of the irish 13th year all of those okay uh, it starred that kid. That was like his final form. You know, that was his Charizard. 
was he gets murdered in Final Destination. Um, so there are five, but I will have you know that there is a Final Destination 6 being released in 2022. What? Oh my god. Uh, I mean, so there's a new screen coming out too, and that's partly why we wanted to do this, and a new, I know what yeah. you did last summer. Have ever, have any of them ever lived up to, Halloween no. is the first one that I was really impressed with, so Halloween does the, the thing that I think a lot of these need to do, which is forget the sequels, and it's like, the first one is canon, and we're just going to jump to 20 years later, right? And I think that that was such a good idea for Halloween, and a lot of other movies are doing that now too. When they don't do that, and they just put out another sequel, or they just do a remake, are they ever as good as the one that you're nostalgic for? So, pause, because I'm looking at the cast of Final Destination 6. Is If Devin Sw- Saw is in it, I'm in. So, it's Danielle and Kay Panabaker. What? Ja- I love Danielle Jared- Panabaker. Jared Padalecki. What? I love Jared Padalecki. Lindsay Lohan. Oh my god. Okay, I've seen this movie. (laughs) It's as golden. Also, none of these are teenagers. (laughs) No. mm -mm. (laughs) How did this movie get made? I don't know. I just stopped at the cast, but like... When they were redoing um, Friday the 13th, they brought back Padalecki. Um, and it's not brought back, I guess they brought him into it. Right. Yeah. And it was like, Oh, this is cool because he was on supernatural and they're like, they're bringing him into the wider horror genre. This is kind of neat. Not a great film, but it was okay. Um, <laughs> him in final destination, which was notoriously just teens, but now he's kind of this older actor. He's Walker, Texas Ranger now. Like, what is this film? Yeah, he is Walker, Texas Ranger now, and he's not bad at it. I, from what I've seen, like, he's not bad in it, but the show seemed bad. I mean, did you like the original Walker, Texas Ranger? Okay, listen, I did, but for the wrong reasons, right? Like, you gotta remember, Chuck Norris in, like, 2005 <laughs> was any internet weirdo's, like, hero. You know, you had all the yeah. Chuck Norris facts. You had yes. him popping up in random films, punching people. He, like, think about his appearance in Dodgeball as the third, um, like, <laughs> judge. So it's like, it's not fair. Like, this is, it wasn't the same guy that was endorsing random Republicans on the David Letterman show, you know? Yeah. So it don't put that sad. evil on me is what I'm trying to say. Yes, I like Walker, <laughs> Texas Ranger, and I'm not. Sorry for it. You remember little, you remember little, um, uh, the kid from Sixth Sense? What's his name? Oh, Haley Joel Osment, right? Thank you. Yes. Remember little Haley Joel Osment wearing his little Walker hat, and he's deputized for a day. And they're like, "Hey, who's your partner, Walker?" And Walker looks at the little kid, and he goes, "I have cancer. I'm dying from AIDS, and uh, my dad's dead." And they're like, "Oh, also, okay, kid. I'm what is the show?" Already dead. So. Yeah. <laughs> also, I see dead people. I don't remember the line. He says something like, "I have AIDS or I have cancer," and I'm like, "What the fuck am I watching?" Just so many. Just why? They never come back to it. <laughs> <laughs> they don't. He dies because he has AIDS. Like, it's the son of that episode. He died a few minutes after that scene. Truth, Willis. Uh, I... <laughs> but, yeah, like, the Ninder Slasher films, when they bring them back for me, it's fun. It's nostalgic. It never hits because it's just not a genre that they were able to revive. It, it carried its own weight for a little while, and they were able to ape it a little bit with TV shows. Like, the Scream TV show was kind of fun. Uh, Scream Queens, uh, uh, that show was, was oh, yeah. kind of exciting for a little that while. It got fun. old. But now people, I mean, it's just, 
you can't get away with the same level of campiness. I feel I, like I don't think so, and that's that's why I think like the Halloween. Uh, I wouldn't say reboot, like the the later sequel in Halloween Kills. The reason why they work so well is because they are less campy. Like they lean into better writing. There's less tropes. They keep the oh the killer will survive or like they can teleport around basically for the scares. But as a mm-hmm. whole, they're just like this is going to be terrifying instead of here are random jump scares. Right. And so, like, because, like, we can't... The 90s was such a weird juxtaposition of, here is outrageousness mixed with we're all bored. Like, like let's just... Everything is valid in the 90s. Like, you look at, like, like TRL. Like, you look at the songs that were next to each other. There was no separation of genres, nor separation of fashion sense. You know, you're wearing a full Adidas tracksuit with a cowboy hat. Yeah, exactly. And it works. It worked in the 90s. I don't think that that really works now. And that's why I think it's harder to have. I know what you did last summer. Like, even even if you look at the early 2000s, like, they brought back Charmed, right? And I'm watching it. These girls are just as good as actors of as the originals, if not better. But the show now is so hokey. And the original one was, too. But I just don't want that, I guess, anymore. Maybe it's right. Maybe we're the problem. Maybe we've changed. I mean, part of it is us getting older or whatever, but also I think that, like, with the internet and, like, so many, like, things now that are televised that are better horror, it's like there's no room for this to breathe anymore because the genre is saturated with things that people like better. You know what I, like, I... I think you're, I think you're 100% accurate. Like, when I think about a movie like Hereditary or Get Out... Where right, it's like, exactly. like they like they just like transcend. They're like so much better. Like I watch Midsummer, and it's like, okay, how did I really enjoy something like, I mean, not Nicolas Cage's version, um, but any of those other like folk horror movies, like like Children of the Corn. Like when this is so much better, and you watch Hereditary, and like I still have nightmares from it. I can't get the same level of terror or fun from a, I know what you did last summer, especially if it's a new one. Like, if I don't have nostalgia okay. for the actors I'm seeing or the plots that I'm reading, like, when you can watch The Haunting of Hill House, I'd just rather do that. Right. It's like, what is... And I mean, I know that, like... So, I don't know if you know about Shudder. I probably do. Yes, the, I know about Shudder. I love Shudder. Right. But I just mean, like, so they, at Shudder, have a ton of... They, you know, it's only horror and scary movies and whatever. Yeah, if, you don't, so, if you've never heard of Shudder, go download Shudder if you like horror movies. It is yeah. your wet dream. But you can find stuff that is there. It's just not major releases that if you are not super into the genre of horror and also the subgenre of 90s slasher style horror, like you can still find things that are being made that way. They're just not major releases. They're not like... Yeah, that's it's, it's like, that's definitely fair. They're still doing them. They're just not as popular. Right. It's just a cult following now. It's become like its own like marginalized or small slice of the pie that has like a cult following more so like because the people that i know that love horror movies that love shutter will are are <laughs> that is the the one thing that is like their their whole shtick is that they love horror movies like, yeah it's a niche of other... a niche for sure but if you're in it you're in yeah. it right that's what i'm saying like it's not necessarily they don't have other like hobbies but that is like where they find most enjoyment is knowing a bunch of things about horror and being able to recommend a bunch of things about horror and whatever it's one of those things uh when it comes to the internet that i've i've always talked about and but you see proliferating in such a way like i I like streaming platforms as the example right 
when you think mm-hmm. about when streaming platforms first came, it was Netflix. Do you have Netflix? Of course I do. I can watch anything on there. Now you can't, right? Because every single genre or channel has their own streaming platform. And so you find your niche. In the 90s, we were all watching the same stuff because just like in the 70s, it was the, there was the only thing to watch. We were still focused on it that's why you could still have a primetime show that everyone had heard of because there's not a lot to watch at eight o'clock now you can you have infinite possibilities right so if you kind of like horror you'll watch the four or five new ones that they have on netflix and that's it but if you really like horror then you can you can go watch it on shutter so now these these entire production companies don't have to target as general of audiences they can just right, go, can well, 15 it. people will watch this, and that's enough for us to get picked up on Shutter, you know? Yeah, exactly. It's just, like, you know, people will watch it because there is a some... Because it's marketed in a way that, like, you don't have to appeal to mass audiences. And, like, a lot of horror films, I think, especially, you don't need to have a super... Like, you can do good horror and not have a super large budget. Honestly, I think, you uh, you know, a uh, sentiment can be made for bad horror, right? Like, it doesn't have to be yeah. a good film or even good horror for people to have that enjoyment of it because when i think about some of the horror movies i like it's because they're bad you know yeah like you know (laughs) jason takes manhattan is not a good film but (laughs) like i enjoy watching it like why are the sewers filling up with acid i don't know why is he on a boat for half the movie i don't know but (laughs) i watch it at halloween anyways exactly is it very is it halloweeny maybe like not not really right like i uh what the it's always a 50 50 with the movies that i watch with my wife because she didn't get to grow up watching shitty movies she didn't even really get to grow up watching movies period so mm-hmm. she's usually down to try movies that aren't good like if i were to tell somebody else like hey we're gonna watch this random megan fox movie they'd be like oh no thank you but then my wife watches it she's like why is jennifer jennifer's body so good I'm like, well, you know, like, here are the factors. But she was able to give it a chance because she hasn't learned not to trust, like, random <laughs> horror movies that nobody talks about anymore. Um, right. Whereas in other people, they're like, okay, so the chick who wrote Juno wrote a horror movie with Megan Fox? No thanks. Right, like, ah, uh, it's not for me. Exactly. And you can say that about so many things because there's so much more to choose from. So you have these uh, – mediocre is, is used really, like, uh, widely here. Um, but you have these mediocre movies that don't pertain to a general audience and also don't hit like on the same level as like the Halloween review or like it's getting tens across the board being reviewed. You can hit that like lower end of, I was fine. And people will still watch it because they're just, that's the content they want to imbibe. Like nowadays, like think about how many movies that are just fine that don't star like a superhero or a comic book. Did people even go see them? Yeah, no, exactly. It's just, I mean, it's just been... Because they know that they, because the Disney of the world, right? And I can't even say Disney's, but the Disney of the world. The Disney, it, yeah. It's just one now. <laughs> they own it all. That, that it can make so much money off something like a superhero movie. And it's like, do they take a, gam- a gamble and try on something else? And back like, in the day, whoa? it used to be interesting. <laughs> um, Warner Bros. is probably one of the few giant studios that still does this. And you make the general audience blockbuster so you can fund the smaller or weirder projects, right? Like, like the story that comes to mind, like Christopher Nolan was able to make inception because the dark Knight did gangbusters. Right. You know, like, so he would always have deals. Like you let me, I'll make another Batman movie for you. If you let me make my other weird project. 
um exactly right exactly like that that's how it works and it it pays off sometimes and sometimes it doesn't but then when you get to disney and they attract these creators who don't want to make inception they do want to make the next captain america movie or whatever so they don't even have to fuck around and i for one welcome our large-eared overlords okay like i like what they're putting out other than the last star wars movie which i wasn't a fan of um just you know you just keep doing you disney okay like i understand i'll have the disney chip in my head soon and you'll control um what i eat probably just churros from the magic kingdom and i'm i'm okay with it i'm okay with that um i'm fine i just yeah people are like all up in arms i'm like well they're making good content if the content wasn't good yeah seriously like i would throw more fits about them being a monopoly because like that is what they are right except like there are other studios that can compete (laughs) they just don't make as good of films like it's not a matter like people get on me a lot about like uh dc versus marvel like oh well dc's so much better i'm like no no no. i love dc just as much as i love marvel however batman versus superman was kind of bunk okay so i'm gonna keep watching avengers because it was fun sure do they make the same movie every time yeah there's different superheroes in it they make the same comic books a lot too i still read them exactly i still enjoy it in that format so why would i not in this why would i not like it's still fun like i people want to shit on the fun because it's not the fun that they want or are they just unhappy but until disney starts putting out like just terrible terrible films like when it like and it starts hitting like beethoven the 17th level of straight to dvd starring paul rudd and ant-man 47 until it gets to that point i'm still gonna watch them the Fast and the Furious. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Jafar needs glasses. Like, we're not getting that shit, okay? <laughs> and even, like, think about Aladdin 3. It came back around. Prince of Thieves is a solid movie. It is so solid. Is it Prince of Thieves Actually, or 100 Thieves or something like that? It's it's, it's uh, King of Thieves. King of Thieves. Thank you. Ah, so close. Prince of Thieves is Kevin Costner's uh, Robin Hood movie. I was just thinking about um, it is Kevin Costner's Robin Hood movie, but I was just think I was just singing the other day that "Are You In or Out" song from Aladdin and the King of Thieves, and I was like, <laughs> "Why is it from?" And I was with our friend John, and he was like, "I don't know," and I was like, "I have to Google." Like I know that it's from something Disney, but I can't like place it because it was such an obscure. Like, why did I even think of it? You know? Is there any cooler design than Aladdin's dad's like like ninja outfit? Like you know where no, he's got like the no, the scarf pulled not. up around his nose? Absolutely not. Like that still sticks with me. I'm like that is just the coolest fucking thing ever. Exactly. I was a real King of Thieves stand growing up. Yeah, no, it's good as hell. Like, <laughs> and Robin Williams her, returned her. also as Genie. Yeah, and Jasmine gets her uh, wedding outfit, which is super cute. Like, <laughs> they, they okay, they didn't do right by Jasmine in that third one though. Let's be honest. No, she's not really in most of it. Exactly, like, that's what I mean. And where she's really like the main, like the main character with without agency, but should have had it in Aladdin. Yeah, well, I think the whole thing is like that she doesn't have agency. That she like comments on like oh i don't have you know like i will not be a prize and whatever anyway, and then she is a prize at the end of the film that's the issue but that is like you said that is issue for a different podcast this was about i know what you did last summer and i i'm gonna tell you chelsea i still know what you did last summer well so because i don't have many friends that's not true i have a lot of friends <laughs> it's, it's true for half of this podcast kevin bacon game let's get into it who did you pick for me so I am going to pick Josh Hartnett for you, obviously. Ooh, Josh Hartnett, perfect. And I picked Freddie me? Prince Jr. for you. Okay. Okay. 
<laughs> okay. Freddy all right. Freddy. All right. Sure. Sure. All right, all right, okay. All right, all right. I see you. Well, I already had mine. What? God damn it. <laughs> Josh Hartnett. Let's think about this. Boon Raku with Woody Harrelson. You know, that's the one that everyone knows. Um, 40 Days and 40 Nights with that girl from A Knight's Tale. I don't remember her name, but she was in some stuff. Um, Josh Hartnett with Penny, Penny Dreadful. What'd you ben say? Affleck. He's Who? in Pearl Harbor with Ben Affleck. Okay, yeah, but we don't need to get into Pearl Harbor, okay? Um, who else was in Pearl Harbor? Casey Affleck? Was Casey Affleck in Pearl Harbor as well? Uh, who's the girl in it? Who's the girl? <laughs> well, it's the girl that they fight over. Let me put like, film after it. So I'm just, I typed in Pearl Harbor and I just got like a ton of... Came back, <laughs> came back and fell. Yeah, what did you think you were going to get? And, and Jennifer Gardner and Alec Baldwin and Cuba Gooding Jr., <laughs> okay so i'm gonna go with josh hartnett from lucky number 11 i think because that's the one i know he was in with bruce willis and okay bruce willis was in he had to have been in a movie with kevin bacon right like there's just like there's gotta be something there um he must have been must have been hmm I'll edit out this silence. Give me a second to think. You want me to tell you mine? What do you think? All right, I'm ready. Okay. Okay. All right, so tell me yours, Chelsea. Who who did you who okay, did I give you? So Freddie, Freddie Prince, Prince Jr. Jr. Okay. Was in. I know what you did last summer. I will okay. use the one that we talked about today with <laughs> Sarah Michelle Miller. Of course. And she was in. I so you're gonna. I can't think of the name of the movie. You gotta know um, the name of the movie. That's the game, man. But I'll help but you. I know that she's in it with Kevin Bacon, and you said that if I could get close. Okay, that's fair. Um, and it's it's got Brendan Fraser in it. It's got um Forrest Whitaker in it, and it's um something about no air or um the breath of air. You know what I'm talking about? The at all breath of air, Forrest. It's not that Whitaker, Brendan Fraser. You know I love Brendan Fraser. So the Air I Breathe. Yes, The Air I Breathe. The drama thriller from 2007. I have never heard of this film. What is well, The Air Brendan I Breathe? Is in it. So it's like, like they are, each person is a, um, the, so it's like, a, it's like a vignette of like the different lives or whatever. Okay, okay. And it's like, um, and they all connect. like Brendan Fraser is, uh, yeah, and they're like, so like the intertwines or whatever there's so like the um i can't think of who the character the is the six but... degrees of separation if you will kind the six of degrees yeah of like who intertwines also you know whatever but anyway so brendan fraser is pleasure and i know sarah michelle geller is um sorrow or sadness or or um maybe loneliness something to that effect and kevin bacon is in it and he i think is a doctor or a lawyer some kind of higher profile some kind of higher profile thing anyway so he is uh like love or um i think it's love i think it's love yeah i'm not gonna lie you're doing a terrible job selling me this movie i don't think i'm gonna watch the air i breathe i don't think it was very like it's not very good like, <laughs> i don't because i don't obviously i only watched it the one time and i don't like remember like a ton about it but i do remember like that brendan fraser was in it who i love but i also remember that sarah michelle geller was in it i, I feel like you say like sarah michelle geller brendan fraser and kevin baker in a movie i'm gonna watch it 
But, but then you start telling me this, I'm like, nah, it doesn't sound like a Terry movie. Yeah, I don't think it, like, it wasn't super, and, like, I just, like, like, I, the vignette style, you know, of where, like, oh, how is it connected, and that kind of thing. Yeah, the but, anthology with the through line, I think, was mastered in those really terrible rom-com movies, like, Valentine's Day, <laughs> you know? Rom-com? Yeah. Yes. Yes. So, how many points is that I for you? Day, is that two, is that just one degree <laughs> no of separation? So, two, anyway. Are you sure it's two? Ooh, Sir, right? Sarah it's Michelle Geller's in that, right? Freddie Prince Jr. Oh, yeah, so it is just one. It's just one, it's yeah. I gotta, I gotta, I'm gonna, listen, I'm gonna start throwing elbows, I think. I'm gonna start, I'm gonna start giving you the harder ones, because mine, I definitely is more. Well, I hoped that you would give me Sarah Michelle Geller. I thought, because we were doing, when I was thinking about who we were gonna pick, I was like, oh, I bet he picked Sarah Michelle Geller because we were talking about Scream today. I did not think Freddie Prince Jr., but it worked out the same, because I was like, I know a movie that, I finally know a movie that, like, they're in together. <laughs> So I don't know if Josh Hartnett has ever been in a movie with Kevin Bacon. Not one I've seen, at least. But Josh Hartnett was in Faculty, which we also talked about today, with Famke Jensen, yes. who played Jean Grey in the X-Men movies. She also played the hot teacher in Faculty. Okay. Um, she's supposed to be the frumpy yeah, teacher, and better. then she gets possessed by the aliens, and she turns really hot. You know, that whole shtick. Just like Sabrina, if you've yes. watched that recently with the principal. Um, yes. anyways, <laughs> uh, so fam K Jensen was in faculty with Josh Hartnett and then she was in X-Men. I don't know. We can go with any of them. We'll call it three Wolverine, uh, X-Men three with Wolverine and, Hugh and Hugh Jackman, the Wolverine himself was in a, just a cameo appearance, but he was in X-Men first class with Kevin Bacon. There you go. So two degrees of separation. Two? You son of a bitch. For our final event of the day. <laughs> so we're going to wrap it up here. I want to thank everybody for listening. And I want to thank everybody joining our Patreon. It's been awesome seeing the love over there. Um, a lot of people joining for the Slovenly Trolls. If you don't know who they are, they are our sister podcast. Talking about all the D&D feminist stuff you want to hear about. Two extremely well-researched um, uh I, master degree holders they don't like when i call them phd candidates but they are you know ex getting more smart every day um as this podcast gets dumber and dumber other than chelsea chelsea does get smarter and smarter law school does that to you or whatever but go listen to the trolls go listen to the, all their awesome DD research um <laughs> if you want to help them by also helping us head on over to patreon.com slash can't be killed creations toss us a buck or two if you want to help us specifically head on over to itunes amazon wherever you get your podcast spotify drop us a review five stars please it super helps with all the algorithms helps people find us if you want to see some more of our content and you don't want to have to pay for it head on over to can't be killed creations.com we have all sorts of other podcasts over there um we also have all of our comic book stuff we have several comic book strips up there as well as full-size comics now our first debut growing up written by moi is up now you can buy that on amazon and comiXology it's really fun super nostalgic if you like the random shit we talk about here you'll love that comic it's about uh it's like toy story meets never ending story you get to see things like six inch action figures and those colorful pink neon folders and you get to watch them all get torn about by tornadoes because i'm a madman um chelsea do you have anything to plug you want to talk about your new uh your new research paper uh it's on the impact of um, global environmental justice 
that's all I have. It's on, on the legality of the Paris Accords, basically, and how to hold countries um, accountable. Okay, well, that's definitely a topic for a different podcast, but I, I won't understand what you're saying, but I'd love to hear you talk about it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> people probably think, or I guess people probably know that I'm real dumb after listening to this show, right? Like, no one's like, oh, that Terry, he's secretly smart. I mean, they know you're going to be an accountant, so as much as they think accountants are smart. Exactly, no one does. So, um... <laughs> Like when people hear the people hear that I'm almost an accountant, they're like, mm, "Really?" But when people hear that I'm a comic book writer, they're like, "That makes sense." Like that can see that for you. I, I like that for you. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you want to follow us on the social platforms, uh, at Can't Be Killed Pod, at uh, uh, right uh, R I T F underscore Pod. Right? Is that our? Uh, Let's figure out our Twitter before we plug yeah, it. Hey? No, that is it. That is it. Okay. Um, and then I'm at Resident Steve on Twitter, so you can you can follow all those shenanigans over there. We're the same on Instagram. We don't post as much over there. Um, yeah, that's all the plugs I have. Uh, you know, have your pets uh, spayed or neutered. Anoxidamum.